The Sons of Saturday podcast is brought to you by our friends at Main Street Pharmacy. Located right on Main Street in Blacksburg, Virginia, Main Street Pharmacy is proudly owned by a Hokie family and has been a partner of this podcast since 2020. MSP offers free delivery, curbside pickup, and vaccinations as well. If you are a student or resident in the Blacksburg area, you can always trust that at Main Street Pharmacy, you are not just a number, you are a neighbor. October 5th, it is way too early in the morning. We're in Florida. We literally <laughs> are Florida men today. <laughs> we are Florida men, and we are here to preview the Virginia Tech-Florida State game. Joined by a third Virginia Tech fan, and Taylor Tannenbaum, who just can't stay out of Blacksburg. She's there every time. She has a great time tweeting about Enter Sandman, tweeting about all the awesome things at Virginia Tech. But in all seriousness, a Florida State grad, ACC Network star, Taylor Tannenbaum, welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for having me. I love that you label me as a Virginia Tech fan on the week that your team is playing my alma mater in Florida State. It's very kind of you. Would you consider yourself, though, you do have a little bit of a hokey heart, a little bit. It's yeah, no, no, no. I, I definitely do. I the, the vibes there are unmatched. Like it really is such a good feeling when you're there. Love the hospitality. Also, whenever we come to Blacksburg, it's incredible. Fans are great. Administration is so good to us and everyone in between from Travis on down. And that, you know, the comms side mm-hmm. of things, the side that you people don't see that us TV folks are always begging for stuff. But no, hey, look, I'm a fan of every team in the ACC at this point because the better the ACC does, the better it is for me. Ah, a little bit of a there political answer this morning. Well played, Taylor. Well played. Should we kick it off with some uh, some poetry? I think it's time. It's, I think time. it's time for some poetry. It's time. We do hokey haikus. You know this. You know Let's this. Go. Hokey haiku. Let's go. So first hokey haiku. This was actually submitted late night Saturday night. It missed the boat on the oh, podcast. No. So we have to we have to jump back into the pit game. Andrew Mitchell, who actually was a leader of the 2018 Virginia Tech-Florida State tailgate uh, on Labor Day. Tootin was scootin'. Lane Stadium was hootin'. Is the season saved? I'm sure he was very, very sober when he wrote that as well. I mean, honestly, with that kind of alliteration and rhyming, very impressive, Andrew. I'm fired up. We have another good one. It's from Hokey Hack. I love Hokey Hack. Hokies have sizzle. Let's go one or no this weekend. I need more Smithfield. So well done. Amazing poetry, everybody. Before we talk about Florida State, I'd like the Lane Stadium recap from you again. I know we ask you this every time you come on the podcast. Can you just give us a little bit of a, a summary of the weekend? And I do appreciate when we asked you how it went. We were kind of anticipating that you would be like, look, Sandman is fantastic. You didn't even mention it yet. So tell us a little bit no. about your whole uh, about your whole weekend. I do. It's the it's one of the few entrances that like, you know, that's really when I'm getting ready for my hit is when the entrance is happening and they're kind of counting down in my ear. I'm listening to the guys in the booth who are doing their spiel before they toss down to me. So you kind of have to be in your own head and in your own moment. But that's the one 
that I really kind of stand there and take it in. Like I actually pay attention to that intro and what's going on. It's electric. It was, and it was so cool this week because it was pure whiteout. Uh, so it was, I mean, really people actually bought into like people were really truly, I hate when people don't follow a theme that makes me so angry. It, it, dri- it drives me up a wall. So I was very grateful that everybody followed the theme. Wore happy, their white. happy Halloween. I dressed up as myself this year. Okay. <laughs> awesome. I had the little sound meter, you know, I got to measure yes. the decibels, uh, the sound meter that I had at least during it went up to like, probably, I think the height of it was maybe like around 111, which is really legit. It's, this is for a one in three team. You have to remember, like, mm-hmm. this isn't like, oh, we're, we're fighting for a national championship at this point. Like, and so it was really cool. It's just, it reminds you why you love college football, right? Like for mm-hmm. those re- reasons. Mm-hmm. Hokey history or seminal stories time? Oh, man. We do have some hokey history here for you, Taylor. And for the listeners, this is the 38th matchup between Virginia Tech and Florida State, dating all the way back to, I believe it was 1955 was the first matchup between these two. Florida State leads the series uh, 23-13 and then one tie. Uh, There was a stretch where Bobby Bowden – had our number uh, 12 wins in a row for Bobby Bowden and the Knowles from 1976 through 2005. We finally got the monkey off our back in 2007 with Tyrod Taylor, but unfortunately we never get to play Florida state no. and it's a huge bummer. I know. because These are some fan bases that really have some great history mm-hmm. between them. Obviously the national championship game, um, the Gator bowl in 2002, uh, a few ACC championship games back and forth, but um, I'm finally, I'm excited to be finally back here. You mm-hmm. know, we haven't had Florida state come to lane stadium since 2012, which is a long time. It's kind of a disaster. And you know? that's why, that's why we fixed the whole scheduling model because of that reason. Like you're missing mm-hmm. things like this and it's not good for the sport. It's not good for the fans. So happy to have, I mean, it'll get a little altered now with the three other schools joining, but this will pretty much be the basis of it. And that's, what's so exciting about it. Exactly. So I, I did mention the 2018 win, which mm. was one of those games that you were there. I did go. It was my first time in Doak. Had an awesome time. 24 to 3 Virginia Tech. We were ready to buy our national championship tickets <laughs> after that game. <laughs> and things shortly went downhill. We lost to Old Dominion on the road three or four weeks later. So that was a bit of a disaster. Uh. I mentioned the 2012 game. That was an EJ Manual game. Uh, EJ hit Rashad Green on a last-minute score in the fourth quarter to silence a freezing cold Lane Stadium on a Thursday. Is night. that when they had those weird like Under Armour camouflage? Yeah, that, I did. I always love what Florida State's with does with their jerseys. The, those were weird. I, I think. I think actually both sides did it. We had them too. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Yep. Uh, 2010 was the Tyrod Taylor masterclass game of dominance in the ACC championship in Charlotte. We did have a. Pick six mm-hmm. by Jaron Gavea Winslow, who's on our staff now. I was and there. At that game. That was a yeah. cold one, too. It was freezing. Prices of, price of orange juice must have been exci- uh, expensive the next couple of weeks, dude. Oh, I get it. You get it? Yeah. There what? you go. What? There you go. And then, obviously, <laughs> we can go back to uh, the 2000 National Championship game. Peter Warwick. Uh, dominated that night. Michael Vick dominated mm-hmm. as well, but not enough as Florida State uh, was the national champions. Uh, was that an end-to-end year? Did they start number one and finish number one? Is that what that documentary they just put out? I thought that was 90. Yeah, you said 99. 
Yeah, the 99 season to so, yeah. Uh, so, yes, yes, they went wire to wire. Wire wow. to wire. Must be nice. Wait, we got to read the last thing so, from Coach Holmes. So, Coach Holmes texted me this. And again, you're so right. It is, a, it is a bummer that we don't play them nearly enough. And we, quite frankly, don't play Clemson nearly enough. Again, I'm glad this is getting fixed. We have Clemson at home next year, which is exciting. Um, I got a text message from Coach Holmes who saw Bert Kreischer at Red Rocks last night. I'm sure that was epic. Um, <laughs> Good morning, Billy. Little bit of hokey history for the podcast this week. In 1973, Florida State visited Blacksburg for a noon kickoff. Florida State showed up in their cat, their half-cut mesh jerseys. It ended up being 25 degrees at kickoff. I need to decline this phone call. And that day, Virginia Tech ended up winning 36 to 13. So look, people are excited. This is going to be a fun matchup. Um and look, at the end of the day, you have two teams that are undefeated in ACC play in the month of October. There's only room for one true ACC championship contender, and we're going to find out who that is this Saturday at Doak Campbell Stadium. So it's going to start with quarterbacks. We saw the emergence of Kyron Drones last week. Five total touchdowns really looked like a star out there. But Taylor, we want to hear about Jordan Travis. We've been going to a lot of games this year, so we haven't gotten to watch as much Jordan Travis as we would like to. We know he's got size. We know he's got talent around him. Currently sixth in the Heisman odds right now. But uh, what's the scoop on JT? So the scoop on JT is he continues to be better in every single department, right? Like you, you look at the JT a couple of years ago who was getting booed off the field and, um, you know, was going from backup to starter, backup to starter. And now you see a dude who's completely confident in his game, right? He's, he is what makes this offense go. Obviously he touches the football every single time, but he has the freedom to make decisions out there. He has the wherewithal to make the right decisions. That's the difference, too, is he's taking care of the football. Uh, there were a couple of points in that LSU game in that first half where he made some questionable decisions. And since then, he's been pretty darn good. Uh, he hasn't had to run a ton. That's the biggest thing is for years, everyone's like, oh, Jordan Travis is just a running quarterback. He's rushed for less than 100 yards this year because he has the weapons on his team now and can make those throws. People knocked him for so many years about how he's not a passer. He's improved that aspect of his game. Um, you're just seeing a mature guy, a guy who's really grown into his own. The coaches have fed him with confidence, and you can see that emerging now. You're also seeing a guy, I think, who shows a little bit more personality on the field now. Like, you see the fire in him. You see his reaction sometimes. Is, you know, he's a pretty stone-faced kind of dude. He doesn't get too high, too low. But sometimes you do see him react this season, and, and I kind of like that. You're seeing a guy who really believes in what this team can do. The one thing about Florida State – as we're concerned with storylines right now, that is interesting. And I hope it's not this week that this happens. Every great football team that wins or participates in a national championship has that one week where they go out and they just mop the floor with another power five team. And Florida state hasn't done that yet this year. They trounced LSU who might be three and three after this weekend. They beat Southern Miss 63 to 66 to 13. They are a one and four football team. Barely escaped a bad Boston College team, 31 to 29. You could argue that Boston College lost that game by all of the penalties that they were given up. And then they beat Clemson in overtime, who for the first time in a very long time at this point in the season is playing for pride, which is odd, but they're still a talented team. This has nothing to do with their talent level. They are supremely talented. They're littered with NFL guys across right. the roster. 
I'm just hoping that this isn't <laughs> that this isn't the week that it all comes no. together because you feel like it's going to at some point. But I'm going to be honest with you. It needs to be the week that that happens. <laughs> and and I hate and I hate and I hate saying that. I really do. Right. And and you know I, I hate hearing it. <laughs> you know I, I I like Virginia Tech. I just think the trajectories that are on are very different, right? Like mm -hmm. Florida State actually has the ability this season to play for a national championship. And at this point, you need to see the four quarters from this team. Like, you're coming off of a bye. You should be as healthy as you've been since before you started the season, right? They were missing a couple of offensive linemen and Maurice Smith and Robert Scott, who should be coming back potentially this week, a safety and Akeem Dent. Some of their receivers have been dinged up, and they've been practicing, so that's good news. Uh, Jordan Travis was dealing with the shoulder injury. Should have given him, you know, a week and a half to not have to do anything crazy to heal that up a little bit because it was certainly bothering him. Uh, in that Clemson game. But with that being said, with the highs of that first month of the season that Florida State had, it's not really a surprise necessarily that some of these games were close, right? They were exerting so much energy week in, week out. You had the LSU game at a neutral site, then Southern Miss, but that's sandwiched between going on the road to Boston College, which, to be fair, Boston College would play you tough. And it was the red bandana game, right? And they're reeling too. They need a win. Uh, they start off their season with a loss to Northern Illinois. Like they, they're in a position too where they're trying to fight for something. And then you have to go to Death Valley, a place that nobody wins. They fight it out for an overtime win. Uh, this is the week that now they've had a chance to breathe, that they need to come out and say four quarters of football, right? Not just the second half of LSU, not just the first half of Boston College, not just, hey, you had moments in the second half. The defense helped you offensively uh, against Clemson, and then in overtime you're able to get it done with that big pass to Keon Coleman. Like this is the week that they need to show we are the superior team in the league. It's kind of funny because over the past couple of years, I don't make fun of Florida State, but Florida State would come out, be highly ranked and not overachieve. Miami gets supreme preseason uh, preseason props and North right. Carolina gets supreme preseason props. And it's like that scene in the office where everybody's holding the guns up and they're like, which one of you guys is a fraud? We don't know yet. Uh, they're all sitting undefeated. The ACC is a ton of fun this year. Um, talking about uh, Talk to me about the offense. Well, first... The lines of this football game. Oh my gosh, I didn't. I didn't see anything of like. <laughs> all I saw was Virginia Tech is a, a twenty-five point dog. It was either twenty-four or twenty-five. Yeah. I saw it go up to twenty-seven. I don't know where it is now, um, but I can say that I've never seen that big of a number next to our name in the opposite direction. Can Can we go on a? Uh... I want to go on a tangent here for a minute. So the line is twenty-four points, and the over/under is fifty-three. Um, is there a score? Cause we're riding high right now. I think this week is kind of considered a wash. You're kind of like, okay, we're playing Florida state. Like if we compete great, just show up and let's, let's put out a good effort. We're obviously rooting for us to win, but that's just kind of the fan expectation. Right. What does the score have to be on Saturday <laughs> to put you back where you were before the pit game? So you're saying what is going to make you upset? No, 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 Because you're going to be – I'm saying what has to bring you back down to, like, devastation station. Like, you're – like you're in, Yes. No, 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 no. no. I, if we play it close, a lot of people are like, if we play it close, it'll be heartbroken. I'm going to be fired up. If we – I mean, I'll be bummed. I'll be yeah. like, I'll find a way to win. But I just want to see us compete at a high level against one of the best programs in college football this year. Because we were talking okay. about this on our drive last night. Billy said, would you rather beat Florida State and then not make a bowl – or make a bowl game yeah. but lose this game against Florida State. I'm like, well, if you if you win on Saturday, 
and then don't make a bowl, that means you, something must have gone awfully right. wrong. So I'll take the L and go to yeah. a bowl. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Very true. Yeah. yeah. Give me a win in the bowl game, obviously. But yeah. uh, you know, option was not on the table. Mm -hmm. But over under 53, I yeah. I I don't know who's taking the under there. I don't know who's taking the under there too. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, talk to me a little bit about the offense. All right. So Florida State's offense is the fifth-ranked scoring offense in America. They're averaging 43.3 points per game. Uh, Jordan Travis, obviously, no. He can throw the ball around the yard, 279 passing yards per game. Now, we were joking last week because prior to Pittsburgh, we actually had the second-best pass defense in America. Now, <laughs> the sample size is a little bigger now, and our passing D is ranked number 10th, so still solid only allowing 157 passing yards per game. We've, mm. we've played a lot of teams that are run first. Um, but what, what do you think about the uh, pass defense I, against this team? Um, so my biggest fear really is just outside, like how banged up we are in the secondary. And yeah. I love that young guys are getting experience. That's awesome. That's fantastic. The young guys are getting experience. Um, <laughs> the kind of experience that I don't want them to get is, um, is this week. I mean, you're looking at a couple of freshmen uh, who are going to have an opportunity to put some film out there against a six foot seven, 240 pound Johnny Wilson yep. and a projected first round pick in Keon Coleman. And Tech has to kind of pick their poison on do you want to put Monsor D Lane at the cornerback position mm -hmm. and then risk, you know, having a having a inexperienced back end to try to fill the fill the gaps and pick up right. um last week they made a decision that Monsor D Lane was going to play safety I think he played safety the entire game yeah. so to me that's the thing that's the thing that scares me the most um I know this isn't related to this football game but it's related to last week and the rest of the ACC I gotta say I've been really surprised at how some of the quarterbacks have played like Jordan Travis has been as advertised Drake May has been as advertised Phil Jerkovic and Brennan Armstrong both lost their jobs this week when they went back to playing with their old coordinators. Um, it's just been such a such an interesting, interesting year. And then Virginia Tech finds out that they have a quarterback. It's there's so many crazy storylines in the ACC this year. Uh, I'm getting off track, but that's my biggest concern: is yeah. Florida State has dudes at the wide receiver position, and that is the position that we're quite frankly the most banged up at right now. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. Um, it's it's and that's where Florida State's made their bread and butter. Uh, they have not been able to run the ball, and that's probably one of the areas that they're going to try to focus in on this week, especially because Virginia Tech on the ground has not been great at stopping the run up until last week against Pitt when they only allowed 38 yards, which was great. Um, but they do need to get their run game going, so this might be the perfect recipe for them. But it does start and end with, mm. hey, pick on the secondary first, and then it'll open everything else up, right? So. Um, that's the biggest thing for me. It's not even necessarily the talent level is good at Florida State, but it's also the size, right? You, you have to measure up to six, seven, six, six, and mm -hmm. six, four, or six, seven, six, four, six, three. Don't forget about Jaheim Bell either, uh, the mm -hmm. tight end, but he, but he can, you know, he plays a bunch of different spots. So, um, you know, they, they've got dudes, and, and if Portier comes back this, this week, then, you know, that's another really tall kind of dude. Uh, so um, that's probably the biggest, if, if I'm, you know, Brent Pry and I'm trying to figure out defensively Chris Marv, that's probably what I'm, I'm losing a little bit of sleep over. Now, 
Shifting things over to the defense, I'm not sure if Florida State went and checked their mailbox this morning, but they may have gotten a note that uh, from Basil Tootin that says, I'm a dog and I'm coming. So talk to me a little bit about Florida State's defense. <laughs> uh, well, first that of all, was that, an, was like, that was awesome. I, I love that. The amount I of knew- content that comes out of win games is is the best. I mean, we must, we must have tweeted 50 pictures and videos from the, from the game. This set, it's so much more fun after, after you win a football game. It's so much better. And the other parts of that is I knew like, just, just from talking to him and just watching the way he plays. Like if you ask a kind of question like that to like, um, I don't know your average buttoned up kind of guy, he's probably not going to give you a great answer. I knew if I asked that question to Basial Tootin, he was going to give me something good. Mm-hmm. So that's why it was my last question of the night. I was like, what did you, and I knew he was going to come out with something spicy and he did. So I was really excited. Um, Florida state's defense has been okay. Like I think there's plenty of room for improvement and, and I would argue fixing the run game and fixing um, the defense and the amount that they, you know, they, they, they bow up when they need to, but they allow, explosive plays randomly and that's you know they they can dish out explosive plays but they also allow uh too many i mean uh mm-hmm. their past defense has been they're bringing dead last in the acc at this point and a lot of that has to do with explosive plays um but when the time comes they are able you know to come up with big stops uh, i.e last week against clemson blowing them up for the sack fumble but uh defensively i i, I think they will probably talent wise um match up pretty well with Virginia Tech just in terms of pieces. Uh, I'm sure stopping the run will probably be the key for them, um, forcing Kyron Jones to pass, which, to be fair, he showed off his arm last week. Um, and a couple of those were, you know, the two touchdowns were 50-plus yard touchdowns. Uh, so if they can limit those explosives, just even a couple of them, and uh, try to shore up the run game a little bit, it could be a long night for Virginia Tech. Yeah, it's scoring defense, uh, allowing 22.5 points per game, which is good for 48th national. Um, 48th also in third down defense. So, you know, kind of just a middle-of-the-road defense with a lot of areas right. improved. Two defensive touchdowns, one fumble six, one pick six. Can you talk to us about Jared Verse, though? I mean, he scares the crap out of me. <laughs> I think he scares the crap out of everybody. <laughs> I think what I love about Jared Verse is, first of all, if you get him off the field, he's like this bubbly, goofy kind of funny guy um but obviously between the lines totally different breed the thing about him this year is maybe you're not seeing his name pop up as much because people are trying to make sure jared verse isn't involved and it's Mm -hmm. allowing other people um to do their thing but jared verse is a factor every time you're gonna have to have your eyes plus another set of eyes on him at all times and that's that's the beauty of having him back. And, and he did decide to come back this year. You know, he could have went to the NFL. Uh, he's still growing as a player. He's still figuring it out because he comes from Albany to Florida State. Last year was his first real year at the FBS level, just kind of making a name for himself. But uh, I, I, there's going to come a game this season where it's going to be the Jared Verse game. I don't know when it's going to be, but he's going to break free. And I know for you guys, I know you hope that it's not this weekend. And for Hokie fans listening, I hope it's not this weekend either. Um, but I really do think offenses are keying in on the fact that hey jared verse is over here let's let everyone else beat us and not let it be jared verse don't worry taylor if he has if he has six sacks on saturday we'll be sure to send you that uh send you that clip and you can you can post and say you told us so um in terms of special teams the one thing that i always say when you play a really talented team like this is you have to find a way to not let the talent outshine you because there are so many times when you watch a team like alabama play an inferior opponent 
or LSU playing an inferior opponent, and it's a close game, it's a close game, it's a close game, and then the game-breaking play that breaks it open is on special teams. And that is, in my opinion, special teams mm-hmm. are the purest reflection on how the talent level is different. Um, so that's all I would say about that. There's nothing glaring that comes from the special team side of things. Um, so we're about to do key, uh, keys to the game, Taylor. So here's what I want you to do. I'd like you to close your eyes and I'd like you to try to envision a world that Virginia Tech wins this football game and paint me the picture of how exactly they would do it. They ran all over Florida State. I mean, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I you have to have a couple of those explosives there, you know, just to just to keep them honest. Hey, Kyron Drones isn't just a running quarterback, but I would say it has to be. They fed between Basial Tootin, Kyron Drones, and Malachi Thomas, who actually handled the ball well last week and, and gave the two of them breaks. Like, you know, it was good to see him out there. I know he battled so many injuries last year. Um, and they they want to at least get him involved a little bit. 59 times they ran the football last week. You got to do that against Florida State if that's the area that they've been struggling, right? Challenge them. Hey, you haven't been able to necessarily stop everybody. Let's see if we can do it. So it's, in my opinion, that's what it has to be, hitting a couple of explosive, getting Florida State maybe out of their element a little bit defensively. But um, th- that's probably the key to the game for me. Yeah. And what's crazy, too. Keep the ball away from the offense, too. If you're running the ball, then they don't have a chance to score. What's crazy, too, is like this stat was was mind-blowing to me. Because it's not like, again, this is not a shot. This is just reality. We are still waiting for Virginia Tech's offensive line to play a complete game together. And if you just look at the box score, you're like, oh, dude, last week we figured it out. Basil Tootin has 301 rushing yards this season total. Okay? Should be a lot more. 238 of the 301 rushing yards have come after contact. Like It's insane. Shout out to Chris Coleman for that number. But I have said this since I watched him play against Old Dominion. Basial Tootin can start on basically every single ACC team. He is he is that good. He is that mm-hmm. dynamic in the running game. He's that dynamic in the passing game. Um, we saw him block two people against Rutgers yeah. in the past. Like I don't really understand what his his weaknesses are, Mister Do It All. Uh, he's he is really 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 solid. Um, so I, I agree with you. I think running the games at the ball is going to be paramount. I also think putting Kyron in a position to where he is allowed to throw against Pittsburgh. What we did very, very well was you weren't seeing a lot of second and 11, third and nine, third and 12. They were able to get themselves and stay basically ahead of schedule for a lot of the game. Um, so I think that helped. I do think that you, you can't have 10 penalties for 91 yards against Florida state and you can't no. have 12 tackles for loss and expect to be Florida state too. Those are two stats that happened in the Pittsburgh game, and we somehow won the football game. 12 tackles for loss, 10 penalties for almost 100 yards. Those two things because, cannot happen. Because Pitt is really struggling. That is why. <laughs> struggling is a, is another is a very PR word. To put yes. it kind yeah, of. That is a nice way to put it. Well, yes. this will be the first time that this team goes into an extremely intimidating environment. Did you not hear the, the train horns in Rutgers? Are you okay, kidding me? Yeah. The train <laughs> horns at Rutgers are are another – that's for another planet. Mm-hmm. I don't know what was yeah. going on there. Yeah. But, um, you know, we talked about it. Leadership, energy, swagger, body language. We saw all of it mm-hmm. last week against – Yeah. What can Absolutely. we see early – here at Doak Campbell Stadium. You can't get behind early. You need to take risks and take advantage of those short yardage mm-hmm. situations where we can run the ball and we can get the first down. So 
I'm getting fired up. I, I, I can tell. <laughs> I think one of the things too, it's when you play a team like this, mm-hmm. you have to make a decision on, are you trying to win the game or are you trying to keep the score respectable? Um, a lot of times you're faced with that. Now, you can try it early on to try to cut down how often Florida State has the football and just play a low-scoring, low-scoring game. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Tech plays it um, because we've seen – I'm not going to say uh, Tech has been Jekyll and Hyde, but literally last week was like – the exact opposite of what we complained about every single game that we played. And one of my keys to the game was literally just swagger. And it's such a buzzword, but they came out there with the expectation. Taylor, one of my favorite clips of the year so far, when Kyron Jones throws his first touchdown, everyone's talking about the spike as being like, oh man, he was really letting him have it. No, the first touchdown, he runs down the field and he gives every Pittsburgh dude the business. And I'm not a big, I'm not a big talking junk guy. But Tech was in the position where, like, they have become so accustomed to losing and so accustomed to getting punched in the face that it was nice to see them kind of show yeah. a little moxie and kind of show a little, you know, give somebody the business. So um, I-, I would love to see Tech come out and uh, and play with that same uh, that same level of swagger. As far as score predictions go, this is going to be the first week I oh, pick to lose. Yeah, this, <laughs> this will be the first week I pick a basic reality here. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with 42 to 17. I think tech loses 42 to 17. Okay. That's, that's going to be my score. That really sucks to say, but I, that's, that's, that's what I think that that's, and that's, that's 25 points. So that's, that's 25 points. That's, that's a push. Depending where, yeah, where it closes. I was going to say 38 to 14. So yeah. very similar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you got, Taylor? I might go 42, 10. I don't know that they can oh. get two touch two, t- two touchdowns to me is, is I could see more of like a touchdown field goal we got there, but they stopped us. I need um, to find I need to find the stat of our uh, of our scoring streak. I'm gonna find it before we leave. That's the one thing that everybody's. Oh yes. This yes. Week. Oh, you're aware. Okay, I told people. Yeah, no, I think you. I think no. I think you sent it to me. Oh, okay. Well, then there you go. <laughs> Little advanced research. <laughs> it is. I think that's the one thing. Whenever we play an opponent like this, everybody's extremely like worried about the scoring streak i would actually just yeah. like to come out and, and and compete if we lose the game three to nothing i'm actually going to be fired up it's it's not going to be that upsetting um so this next segment do you want to do that you do yeah. you you introduce it because yeah. you've you've done the prep for this okay so this next segment we're going to call this we might need some ivs <laughs> a weekend in tallahassee and this is oh, brought God. to you by art taylor this is our new sponsor Renew and restore wellness in the New River Valley. They're right by Bojangles in Blacksburg. Hokie fans, if you are listening, you're headed in for Syracuse. You're headed in for Wake Forest. You're, you you wanted to be that 18 to 22-year-old again, and you m- might you know have a little bit too much fun, but you need to wake up on Monday ready to go. Head on down to R&R Wellness. Uh, we will put the link in the description. Our friends over there are awesome. But, Taylor, we're going to run it back to Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. Rapid fire Florida State student edition. Okay. So put put on your uh put on your thinking cap here, your chief Osceola hat. <laughs> we're running it back for it for a big time weekend. What is the recommended tailgate bar crawl in Tallahassee? Okay. So for me, see like so much has changed since I've gone there that it's 
kind of crazy. Like this restaurant just requested to follow me on Instagram the other day and uh, they did not exist when I was there. And it's like right around the corner from my sorority house. And I was like, where was this when I was there? But whatever, pots and painted. So pot bellies and the painted lady, uh, it's more toward downtown, right? So it's kind of by where my sorority house is. There's some frat houses around there too. That's where I would start. That's always where I went. I would get like a bucket of Coronas, load the Coronas. You know what a loaded Corona is? Oh, with the grenadine. Yeah. No, no. Oh. <laughs> so I guess, I guess maybe this might just be a Tallahassee thing. I think other people know about it, but it was definitely like what we would do at happy hours. You get a Corona, you lo- you dump a little bit of the beer out. You put Bacardi, a sh- like a shot of Bacardi Limon oh, in it oh. with a lemon. No, and you sh- you tip it over, and it it varies the taste of the liquor. It's you know it's a lime flavor. Okay, um, so loaded from paint. And it works. Loaded Coronas. Then you, you can go down um, toward, God, what's it called? The, where Madison Socialist. Right. College Town, whatever it's called. Res- re- uh, recess? Upstairs? Yes, Recess. It's Recess. It's Madison. That, see, that's all new. That was not there when I went to school. Um, that's where I would go because you're at least closer to the stadium at that point. Um, and drink your little hearts away there and have a good time there's always music that's where like the intramural fields are so that's where a lot of the tailgate parking is um you can go bop around to people's tailgates and visit all the tents and stuff like that so go bop around that's where the rvs are all parked so i would start at potbelly's painted lady i would take the walk uh, down saint augustine go down toward college town and or is that what it's called college town yeah um madison social recess Check those out. If you need a little bite of food, you can have it there. Then go, you know, stop around the stadium. Then you're there. And you go listen to the music, all the fun stuff that's going on out there. So we're big, like, campus tour people. That may make us sound old. It may make us sound like losers. But we enjoy checking out the beauty that is American University. And architecture. And architecture. So are there any must-see things on campus? Anything like you go on campus – um, check out this statue of Jimbo, but people throw eggs at it now because we don't like them anymore. Is there anything around campus that we that we should check out? That does not exist, so that's good. Um, uh, obviously, outside, right outside the stadium is the Unconquered statue, which is beautiful. Um, mm. I think it's outside of UCB, so it's you, you got to get a picture there. It obviously says Unconquered. It has the horse um, with the spear and everything, and they light the spear. The spear will be mm. lit, and it'll be on fire. <laughs> Um, so that will be a place that you certainly want to check out, but that's probably closer to game time. Westcott Fountain's on the other side of campus. That's kind of like the entrance. Uh, when you, you look toward the fountain and then you look the other way, you see the Capitol building for Tallahassee, obviously is the capital of Florida. Um, that's sort of like the entrance of the school. Hey, this is where we are. So you can go take a picture at the fountain. Florida state has the arch, all that good stuff in the middle of campus is Landis green. So it's where everything really intersects. Strozier library is there where I would go to study. So it's a beautiful green part of campus. You can walk through. The buildings around it are all brick. It's beautiful. So I would say those are probably the places uh, you want to check out. And honestly, right by the stadium, you have baseball, you have softball, you have the circus. So you can see all of that stuff right there. And I know we're like one of the only campuses ever in the world that has a, an actual circus on campus. So uh, those are probably the places. Westcott, Landis, the Unconquered statue. Um, Bobby Bowden's statue is outside of UCD, so it's a little bit further around toward the baseball stadium. So it's all over there. 
That's one hell of a checklist. Yeah, we got a lot to do. Um, What are the coolest stadium traditions? So obviously everybody that comes to Virginia Tech knows about Enter Sandman. They may not know about shake your keys on third down. They may not know about, um, you know, block that kick, whatever punt goes. The the (laughs) hokey pokey's got to go. Serious, serious (laughs) programs don't do that. That That's that's, got to go. Hokey pokey. Yeah, that has to go. Um, but any other stadium traditions besides Chief Osceola and, um, you know, the, the, the chop, what, what is, is there anything else that you guys do? Okay. So for first things first, it's just Osceola because Osceola wasn't a chief. Just so you know, that's a fun fact that a lot of people don't know. I can't wait to correct all the frat daddies walking around (laughs) saying that at Florida state. Yes. So people, People, people would say Chief Osceola, but they would say traditionally, like, it's just Osceola. You have okay. Renegade. He'll ride out with his fiery spear yep. before the game. Everyone, you, it gets kind of quiet. They go, whoo, when it goes mm-hmm. into the ground. So you can do the who with everybody. Um, but really, it's, it's honestly, you have to. You have to. Yeah, uh, the chop is really just the big thing. Like, there really isn't um, much more than that. Uh, there's no, like, fourth quarter. As far as I know, there wasn't when I was in school, like, put your lights up mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of places have like songs like that. Uh, Florida obviously has Tom Petty, which is such a cool tradition. They've started Wisconsin and jump around and all that. It's really mostly the chop, which is played ad nauseum. So mm-hmm. with that being said, there's really no time for everything else because you're just constantly doing this. And, okay. saying, uh, <laughs> uh, and is it, <laughs> is it every, the, the cadence? Is it every big play? Is it every first down or is it just, you know, are we going to get another Rutgers train <laughs> experience where it's, you know, Hey, um, my mom texted me. I love you. And I'm just going to play the horn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I it's more so like um, just getting you fired up. If there's a big play potential to happen, um, after something big happens, it's to get the crowd loud, right? Mm-hmm. So probably a lot when y'all are on offense, mm-hmm. um, probably a lot on like third downs uh, and stuff like that. Anything else on the on the Florida State bucket list? Anything else that we that we absolutely must do? Are we, are we missing anything? Throw a penny in the wishing well? Um... No, no, we don't know. Not that I'm <laughs> no, no. There is a kissing bench somewhere, but I never partook in it. Oh, that wow. That's Dude, a kissing bench. You got to go find someone to kiss. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure there is. I'm pretty sure. I'd have to look, at, but I'm pretty sure there is. No, other than that, not really. My favorite my favorite place to eat is called Gordo's. It's a Cuban spot, but it's just like good vibes. Mm. Um, and I miss it every day of my life. Gordo's is my favorite place. But Gordo's. that's pretty much it. We'll go to, what do Sweet. we have to, what should we get? We'll do it. We'll do a one bite review. What is, what do, what do I you get? get? A, I get okay, so I get pollo a la plancha. It's just like mm. grilled chicken and black. Can you beans. imagine me walking up to the counter? Can I get pollo a la plancha, please? <laughs> pollo a la plancha. I get like the plantains, so you have to get uh, ooh, the plantains. Yeah. plantains. Um, but it real it's Maduro, so I guess whatever. Um, Yummo. and you have to get fries mm-hmm. and ask for gordo sauce. Okay, the key is the gordo sauce. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna try that out. Um, from the pail. Letters from the lunch plate. This is not anti. Oh this is not anti Brendan White. It, it's I, I'm I'm so tired of this dialogue. So Brendan Wright asks, "What are your thoughts on Prize's unwillingness to name drones a starter? Is there actually a chance Wells starts again? If not, why not say it's because no teams are losing sleep that they'll have to scheme? Basically, why hasn't Kyron Drones been named the starter? I got to tell you, 
who cares? Like, I, like I am so over the depth chart. Like, who's starting a quarterback? Show up, put your maroon shirt on. Someone's going to run out there and play quarterback. I would assume it's Kyron Drones. It doesn't really matter what the depth chart says. Like, I, I, I maybe I'm like in the minority here. I, I truly don't care. I, I like at all. I don't think you're in the minority. Oh, you think you agree? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. I, I, I this dialogue around what the depth chart looks like. Who's taking stuff, practice snaps? I, I just, I'm over it. We all know who's going to start on. <clears throat> it's going to be Kyron Jones, and yeah, um, I think not- too, it's a respect thing for Grant, right? It's just yeah. like he's a team captain. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not his fault that he's hurt. He's trying, mm-hmm. um, but I do think at this point, like I think what you saw this last week against Pitt was a comfortability with Kyron. Like it takes trial and error, and especially as a play caller and Tyler Bowen, like figuring out who your dude is, what he's good at, taking a little bit off his plate because. He touches the ball every single time, whether he's running or throwing it. Um, but having to make those decisions, making it a little bit less, you know, all on you, Kyron. Uh, so I think now you have to rock with Kyron Jones. But with that being said, it's a respect thing for Grant, too. Like, he's still a good quarterback, different skill set, um, and he's a team captain. Last- wait, wait, I got, a, I got a final question. Go here. for it, dude. As you asked Basil Tootin, I have to ask Taylor Tannebaum, what is your message to Hokie Nation here before this big Ooh. game? Before this big game? Before this big game. It might not be your game, but I'm seeing progress in your team. Period. So, it, it, you know, I, I think at the end of the day is continue to support, continue to back them, uh, continue to have fun because you're going to go back to your stadium and you're going to have a blast the rest of the way. you got a Thursday night game coming against Syracuse. That's going to be great. Um, if it, this doesn't go your way, that's okay. This doesn't define who you are. Give it a couple of years. <laughs> Taylor, I'm here to tell you, wow, we are not going to stop having fun. <laughs> There's no way that the fun is going to stop. My last question, I appreciate that. I felt like we just were in a therapy yeah, session I, I for a couple kind of, of Right? This does not define me. Wow. <laughs> I feel inspired. Like, well, but it also, I, can you not can you not agree that ta- at least the talent level on this team, like the pieces they have, right, and the recruits that they're getting, is is a lot better than it's been in the last couple of years. Uh, I I agree. Not, yes, I, I think I think last week was such a breath of fresh air. I I don't even want to. I mean, we we were driving down here to Florida yesterday. I don't even want to think about what the internet would have been like if Tech didn't find a way to win the football game. And they didn't just find a way to win the football game. They played great. So You need building yeah. blocks like yeah. last week to yes. build the foundation of what this program's going to look like in the right. future. My last question is, um, and I know you're asked this in every podcast that you go on, but we're going to ask for our listeners. Outlook on the ACC going forward. Has anybody separated themselves? Do you have a favorite? No, no? it's just carnage um it, it's a good type of carnage though because i think for right. the first time in a long time we're having a conversation of who's going to be in charlotte and which two teams is it going to be like it's not even just like oh it's going to be this person and like it genuinely could be a, a handful of teams at this point you know florida state on paper and with their wins should be it does that mean they're not going to stumble i think there's a mm-hmm. loss in there somewhere just because um, of what they've shown and because that's kind of the reality of the situation you do have a really good ACC Miami is a possibility North Carolina Duke Louisville's a possibility um, I guess you guys don't you guys haven't lost in conference play either no but in all seriousness uh, there are a few teams there are a few teams in the mix here um, you know Syracuse does have one loss to Clemson like how do they fare the rest of the way mm-hmm. like th- there are teams that really could vie 
for this spot here in in Charlotte. It's interesting. I I love to see it. I think the top there's seven teams in this league that are legitimate legitimate football teams this year, and we it's been a long time since we've said that. And I think by the end of the season too, I know Clemson isn't probably going to Charlotte based on who they've lost to and having two losses. Um, but by the end of the season, they're going to be a team that nobody wants to, nobody would want to play in a playoff. And that sucks. Sucks that they have two losses because I really do think they're a genuinely good football team, but they made their bed and they'll lay in it. And that's okay. Wow. They made their bed okay. and they're going to lay in it. It's not your fault. You're being a little nicer to tech than you're being a Clemson. Gotta say, gotta say. <laughs> so here's my thing. Last time you were on the podcast, I, 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 I asked you, please make sure that you bring the right cameras to the Virginia tech game. You guys have crushed it two times in a row. Like seriously, Bravo. Unbelievable job. Now shout here's my, my next shout out to the crew. My last request for ACC network. Can we please stop putting Notre Dame on top performers from the ACC graphics? Like, it'll be like one of the top. Here are the top five quarterbacks for the ACC. I don't think we're. I don't think they're doing that from the ACC. I think those are coming from other sources. Then the ACC network needs to put out a reminder to all these accounts. There are far too many accounts out on the internet. Oh, we know. We we know. Trust me, Sam Hartman does not get mixed in with the group. Okay. Wow. Then I'm wrong. I need to check myself. I think it, I think someone put out like, "Hey, here were the uh, the QBRs from every single ACC quarterback," and Sam Hartman was listed, but mm-hmm. it wasn't from the ACC network. It okay. Was, it was I repeal that. ACC network aces across the board. Um, <laughs> well, don't Taylor, worry, don't worry. We we make sure of that. <laughs> thank you so much. Fantastic, fantastic stuff. Please have fun in Miami this year. Um, we will come back with the report card on Florida State. And um, 3-0 in Blacksburg, so we're hoping to get Guys, you back. We, it's okay. The dog barks. No problem. We understand. He barks. Yeah. Also, we went the entire podcast. Why did nobody tell me to unlock my phone and flip it? Oh, what do you mean? You're talking about the – uh, The black bars. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay. Oh. Next time. Yeah. It's all right. My aesthetic what eyes. Looking, I didn't notice till the end either, so it's okay. It's oh, all right. All good. Guys, Taylor, enjoy your having me on. You know, I love, jo- I love joining you. Have so much fun in Tallahassee. I want a full report back. You will get an absolute full report. It's going to be fun because Blacksburg doesn't have cell service. And ever. Cell service so in bad. I know. It's not good. It's not good. Yeah. I'm always trying to post my dancing TikToks and they never upload. So <laughs> we're looking forward to it. Taylor, have a great week. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again soon. Thanks, see you guys Taylor. later. To wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. Love, she said, is oh, I know just what you're thinking.
Make it happen.